Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Colts cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Jamal Lawrence, co-host of the Colts cast. And the loss was so bad today that my co-host Eric decided he would take the day off because he couldn't handle the pressure of coming on here after a big loss like that. Nah, I'm just kidding. He had a couple things to do. So I told him he can, I'll fly solo today and I'll take care of business. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Uh, the massacre that we talked about during the pregame show came to fruition exactly like we spoke of. Final score today after this horrible game, 26-3. to Drops the Colts down to now 3-5-1 and one for our record on the season. And all, all the way around, just a terrible, terrible game. From the very beginning to the very end, it just seemingly went downhill. Uh, taking it straight from the top, you know, we'll talk about the offense to start off with. Both teams on offense started off the game horribly. I mean, we couldn't get the ball rolling, but that's pretty typical for us. Patriots couldn't get the ball rolling. So then in the first quarter, I said, all right, not too bad. We still got a little bit of a chance. And then the Patriots came alive, and we decided not to. I just ramble off some of the stats here to start off for us. Sam Elliott went 15 of 29, 103 yards, and one interception. Not bad. When you think of 15 for 29, 103 yards, I mean, that's not good. It's definitely not good. Um, second game in for him as a starter. After last week, you know, we expected to see it pick up a little bit, but it all started at one place, and that was the offensive line. Keep in mind, guys, we have the highest paid offensive line, $41 million is what our offensive line is worth. And yet they let up nine sacks and 12 hits on Sam today. He was running around looking like a chicken with his head cut off all game long, and it translated throughout the entire game. We couldn't get the ball rolling at all. Um, Matthew Judon, geez, between him and Josh Uche, they both look like all-stars today. Um, They both had three sacks apiece. The stunts were horrible, horrible kryptonite for us. They would just bum rush us, and Matt Pryor couldn't do anything. Quentin Nelson couldn't do anything. Braden Smith. I mean, no one could really do anything. Uh, Across the board for the O-line, it was just terrible, terrible performance. Every stunt they put, I was just like, why why don't we just keep a running back here and have him block? Anytime we had Dion back there or or, um, anybody else, they would stay back there for a second and peel off for... You know, whether it be a screen or or any other pass, they just kind of ran off to the side and no one stayed back there to help Sam. So he was back there being for his life the entire time. Looked terrible. We had drop passes. Jelani Woods, the one big drop pass he had, it was in his hands right there. He could have had it, but he couldn't maintain the ball. Also, that third down pass to Alec Pierce should have been a P.I., should have been a pass interference. They didn't call it. However, I would have really liked to see Sam, just take the ball and scramble on that. I know he was trying to do the right thing by stuffing a pass in there uh, to get the easy first down for us. But again, had the pass interference not been there, maybe Pierce would have caught that ball. But I think that Sam would have just had his eyes just looking 
around him a little bit more, he probably would have realized that he had a little more room than what he thought to get out there and get a quick first down, maybe slide for the first down or run out of bounds, whatever the case is. Uh, But it was just, I mean, just horrible, horrible play for the first half leading into the second half. We averaged a grand total of 1.9 yards per play. Just horrendous. I mean, we, we made... I don't know whether we made their defense look that good or our offense just look that bad because we couldn't get anything. I mean, just even reviewing the stats for us, Pierce had one reception for 23 yards. Pittman had three for 22. Pierce had two for 15. Wilkins had four for 15. Moali Cox, two for 13. Jackson, two for 13. And Woods, one for two yards. Uh, So, I mean, it was just sloppy all the way around. And... As I said, typical Colts fashion, we all of a sudden are getting down. We're down 13-0 at halftime. I said it during the Titans game. I said it during every single game. We cannot continually get down at halftime every single game. Because when we do, what happens? You have to play three times as hard to get back caught up. And then you still have to have enough gas in the tank to try to come out and win the game. Doesn't really work like that for us. And it showed the entire time. So it was a really hard game to watch overall. It was a snooze fest, honestly, and just continued to show that the Colts are not where they should be. You would think with, again, paying this O-line $41.5 million, they would figure something out by this point. Maybe the O-line would figure something out by this point. Still, I think there's a lot of miscommunication going on. I don't know whether the guys aren't talking with each other, you know, during practice, outside of practice what the case is but there is no rhythm there that's supposed to be a well oil machine it's the only spot on the field where all five guys are responsible for everything you know if one person's off their game then everything is off you you don't you can't just take care of yourself you have to take care of everyone on the line and it's just been the biggest letdown for us this year especially after what we saw last year of course, it probably made a difference that JT wasn't in there. We lost Naheem to the trade. So there are a couple factors that definitely played a role in this as well. But we saw what Dion did two weeks ago. I mean, he looked really good. So you would think that we could figure something out. Maybe, maybe the Olan could get it together for one time and just let Sam cut loose out there. I mean, again, going back to Matt Pryor, he looked so bad. That eventually pulled him out and replaced him with Fries, which I thought was a great choice. Did it help us out completely? No, because the O-line was still shot. But I, I just don't understand how after, I mean, Pryor has been down the line of positions to play, and yet we still managed to keep putting him in to start the game. So I don't understand where that's coming from. Um, just overall, terrible, terrible play from him. So I was glad to see that Fries went in there. But again, we're going to let up nine sacks and 12 hits. I mean, what do you expect? And you can kind of tell that Sam started getting a little frustrated and nervous with that as well, because anytime he had a little bit of time, he was already shifty and shaking back there trying to figure out, you know, how can I roll out to this or where should I go with the ball? So I think that some of his passes were rushed. And that's why I was saying earlier with the 15 of 29, obviously 103 yards isn't good. One interception, no touchdowns. is not good at all. But I like to think that some of those passes probably could have been a little more spot on had he not been having the amount of pressure he had and and even the plays where he didn't have a ton of pressure I'm sure in the back of his mind he was thinking well I'm probably going to get hit so I better figure out a way to get this ball because Belichick and the defense did not stop the stunts the entire game they just kept him coming play after play after play after play 
And as I was watching the game, I just thought to myself, I mean, they have to be racking up all kind of new unwanted stats for us. Uh, like I said, we were down 13-0 at halftime, typical Colts fashion. But then they brought up another stat saying that we are the only team in the NFL to be trailing in the fourth quarter of every single game this season. I'm going to read that back one more time. The only team in the NFL to be trailing in the fourth quarter of every game this season. That's ridiculous. It means we have never, we have never gone into cruise control mode going into the fourth quarter. We're always playing from behind. You, you, you can't win like that. You can't win. Because at this point, now you're trying to play as hard as you can, play as fast as you can. Teams know what you have to do. We're one-dimensional. We can't run the ball. So they know we're going to have to pass the ball. Well, when we can't block long enough to get the pass out, they don't even have, I mean, they, they don't even have to stack the box for us. They can just send one backer down. Honestly, there were a couple of plays where we had four four total line uh, defensive linemen and backers coming through to five offensive linemen, and they still managed to get to Sam, still get him down. So it was just rough to see all the way around. We had a grand total of 121 yards on offense, the lowest spot any NFL game this season. Um, that's just horrendous. I mean, that speaks for itself. 121 total yards on offense. I don't really know what else to say about that. It's just terrible. We now drop down to the 32nd ranked offense. Back down to the 32nd ranked offense. We were there earlier during the year. We had a couple of good games where we scored a, a decent amount of points. So that bumped us up above the Steelers. But now we just fade right back down. Averaging 14.7 points a game back to 32 and again which is crazy to think about when just last year we had the the rush the Russian champion we were I'm not sure how many yards we were averaging last season but we were definitely flying high a lot higher than what we are right now um so I mentioned all these negative stats just to say you know clearly nothing changed with fire in the OC this week Still the same bland play calling that we've seen all season long, which is what I said will happen. I said, there's no way in the world all of a sudden you're going to fire one guy and everything's going to change. It just doesn't work like that. And yes, I understand it hasn't even been a full week. However, we'll be back after a quick break. If, if you look really well at the revenues of the different clubs and so on, like AC Milan uh, has had uh, a kind of dark time of uh, around yeah. the decade. Right. You know, we, we kind of uh, 15 years ago, we were leveled with Man United in terms of revenues, uh-huh. uh, Madrid and Barca. Right. Sure. Like they've all taken off. They've all really developed commercially. AC Milan kind of stayed pretty much flat in terms of revenues until like three years ago, the new kind of leadership team came on board and started looking at things in a, in a, in a different way. So we also acknowledge, you know, we, we, we have a lot to do, uh, a lot. This wasn't something that was just, oh, we lost. You got to get out of here. The same way they said that Matt Ryan was already going to be planned to be benched. They knew they were going to be getting rid of uh, of Brady at some point. So you would think that they would have had something in store, uh, some kind of system for the offense to run off of. Frank Wright is still the play caller. He still holds responsibility. As I mentioned last episode, if you don't like a formation or 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 how the play is going to go, you have the authority to change as a head coach. You you have complete control over that. So firing the OC, again, scapegoat out of there. Maybe we should look at firing the offensive line coach. Maybe we should still look at clearing house. I mean, I've been saying it for for months now that 
we should be clearing house. But again, it seems to be one of those things where we're going to continue to just go week by week and see who we can slowly but surely place the blame on because we can't seem to take responsibility or accountability for our own actions. And by we, I mean Frank Wright. Um, so going into defense, I think defense was very mediocre today. They weren't great, but they damn sure weren't as bad as the offense was. That, that's that's pretty clear. Of course, we let up 26 points. We don't want to see that happening. Uh, we got to get turnovers. That's That's been the big thing all season long I've talked about is the difference between us this year on defense versus last year on defense. No turnovers. We are not getting any turnovers. Last year, we were averaging one or two turnovers a game. So it was just making life great because we always had a chance. And not only were we averaging those turnovers, we were scoring on them. We would get the fumbles and score, get pick six and score. So those are big things that you have to have. I mean, Bobby Okereke, he looks stout running through the line on that one um, one blitz he had. That tackle for a loss, no one touched him. D-line was looking really good. D-buck. One sack, seven tackles. Quitty pay, one sack, eight tackles. I mean, they were doing what they were supposed to do. Okereke even got that peanut punch fumble, which was very nice in the third quarter. Uh, I mean, if you just saw his, that was just a classic Shaq Leonard peanut punch. He went in, his eyes were locked on the ball, cocked back, and just smoked it right out of the running back's hand. That's what we need. That's what we have to have all the time. We have to have the defense flying on all cylinders. But another thing we have to do is give the defense a break. We can't expect the defense to go out there and play that hard every single game, every single drive, when they're only getting five minutes on the bench, or not even five minutes, two, three minutes on the bench in football time. We know in in reality the time is longer because they're going to be taking breaks and each play is a little bit longer. But in reality, a football game time, they're getting less than five minutes on the bench. That's no time to recover, to get back out there and have to be on the field for another 10 minutes as a team is driving downfield on you. So you have to figure out a way to make life easier for them. I mean, the defense shows up every single week. They may not show out, but they show up. Offense isn't showing up and they damn sure aren't showing out. So it's, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to watch. It's embarrassing to watch. It's embarrassing to see. We got the week. It's the same thing, you know, and we try to be positive and we try to think of, well, this could change for the next week. Well, this could change for the next week, but it doesn't work like that. It, It just doesn't work like that. You have to be consistent. You have to. And when we have an O-line that has consistently sucked all year, I mean, I don't know what else to do. You fire your OC. Doesn't change anything. You switch up the offensive line for the 7,000th time this season. Doesn't change anything. We get rid of a, a, a decent player that we had at running back. Hurts us. I mean, there, There's just nothing good going on. There's nothing good going on right now in this organization. And it's always just the same thing of, well, you know, we got some things to clean up. There's next week. We got to figure this out. There's next week. We can do this. There's next week. Well, next weeks are going to run out. <laughs> they, they are running out. And I, we'll go down that rabbit hole here in just a minute. But I want to talk about special teams as well because special teams, I mean, this is the one the one game where we had a blocked punt. Uh, Patriots blocked our punt. We definitely don't want that. That set them up in great position to score again. These things, they happen. Unfortunately, we don't want them to happen. Uh, but when we look at our season, it's like, well, what do you expect? Uh, what what more could you? It's just the icing on the cake. After we play this badly during the game, I expect the punt to be blocked. I expect the field goal to be blocked. And speaking of field goals being blocked, one wasn't blocked, but Chase missed that field goal for us. And did it make a difference in the grand scheme of things? No, but I think it definitely is a morale 
uh, hit whenever you do miss that because not only do you think about how the offense finally was able to drive downfield a little bit and then we stall out on a missed field goal, but also the kicker, you know, Chase is going to feel down about it as well. So it, it just doesn't help out the situation any. It makes everybody's life a lot harder when there are pieces of the puzzle that are lost and you just still haven't found a way to figure it out, be that on offense, defense, and special teams. And it makes me just go into the whole post-game shenanigans of Frank Reich. He goes down his same rabbit hole that he always does. Quote from him directly after the game says, I know this doesn't carry weight out there, but you never as, you're, you are never as far off as you think. I'm going to repeat that because I butchered that. So Frank Reich said it in the post-game interview. I know this doesn't carry weight out there, but you're never as far off as you think. Well, I don't know how many times we can say this same lovey-dovey stuff and it be okay because it's not it's not he always I can't I can't blame the O-line we were not as far as away we're only just one two things away from getting to where we need to be well when you are now in week nine and you're three five and one yeah of course we may still be second in the AFC South but overall the team is garbage as I've said before you know you're not going to go into the playoffs and do anything so I really wish Eric was here right now so I could argue with him on this one because this is what I was saying here earlier in the season where, yeah, okay, fine. Obviously, we don't want to tank. We don't want to just give up all hope. But at the same time, we have to be realists here. You can't sit here and act like this this team is going to just flourish out of nowhere and, and now just win the remaining, of, remaining games of the season because it doesn't work like that. We have dug ourselves into a gigantic hole. There's no way to get out. We should have addressed some of these problems at the beginning, but it, it was, oh, you know, it's it's just the first game. Oh, it's just the second game. Oh, it's just the third game. Oh, the, the, the season is still going on. Gosh, you keep forgetting. We had five, our, fir- our five out of our first seven games were all divisional games. We only have one left, and that's against the, the Texans at the end of the season. And at the pace we're going, we're probably going to lose to them too. So it doesn't look too hot. That's why I didn't want to get on this whole this whole thing of, oh, Colts fans are stressing out. Oh, you guys are overthinking it. X, Y, Z. No, you, no one's overthinking it. You can you can see the problems. And we we did not address a single problem this entire this entire um, season. We thought that maybe we'd pick up a veteran receiver. Well, no, we like what we have. We thought that maybe the, the team would step up, you know, once Matt kind of got comfortable and the O-line stepped up. Nope, that never happened. Matt gets injured. Well, we were already going to bench him anyway. Well, offense still isn't firing. We're going to fire the offense coordinator now. At this point, who do we put the blame on now? Because Frank Reich has said week after week that it's my fault. I have to, it starts with me. It's not the O-line. It's me. Not this person. It's me. It's not this person. It's me. It's not that thing. It's me. Well, how many me, 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 me's can we get? Because now we have gone through eight weeks of it's me. It's me. Well, if it's you, then maybe you should be the one that shouldn't be here. I I just find it so hard to believe that Jim Irsay can go to bed every single night and say, you know what, even though we lost, I'm happy with what we have going on here. Because you're just lying to yourself. You're in denial. You're delusional to what's going on around you. With the glory, Those glory days are long gone. You have to realize that it's a new day and age. We have to figure out how we can make ourselves better. And it starts at the top, as we always say. It starts at the top. Get rid of your... Get rid of your head coach. Get rid of your general manager. Then you start cleaning the house with everybody else. Let the new head coach come in and do what they need to do. Now, I don't think that Ursay will make any rash decisions tonight. 
Uh, I'll be shocked if he did. Of course, this was what the first game where he decided not to comment after the game. Usually he's really big on just saying, oh, you know, well, it's 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 a game or we you know, we're not concerned with it or we'll bounce back next week. But he decided not to comment after this game. And it has to leave a sour taste in your mouth. I mean, for one, we already have a terrible history against the Patriots as it is uh, through the Peyton and, and Tom Brady days where we lost them so many times. But we, of course, we had our, our great, uh, great games with them. Where we won a couple as well. But uh, we'll have to leave a sour taste in your mouth that now for the umpteen time, we're having to have the same speech the sixth time this season for sure um, where we're saying, well, it can get better. Oh, we just need to figure this out. I just don't. I just. I just have to ask Colts Nation. Have you guys had enough? Has everyone finally had enough? Because I'm starting to see on Twitter, and on Facebook and Instagram, people are saying, "Oh, we need to now. We need to make changes. Now we need to do this. Now we need to do that." When this is the same energy I was trying to bring weeks ago, because you can see, you could see that there weren't going to be any changes to happen throughout this season. We could see that the demise was still continuing to go on. So I, I it's just, it's just hard for me because. When I look at the rest of our schedule, I mean, it it really, it honestly, truly makes me nervous because the rest of the schedule is going to be rough. I mean, it, it's going to be terrible. If you think we've had it rough so far right now, looking at our future here for us, next week we play the Raiders, who are coming off of what their third straight week of of being up big and losing. So I don't know whether that's going to be some real fuel for them to play hard against us, or we may luck out and be that fourth team to come out and beat them. And after that, the Eagles, the Steelers, Cowboys, the Vikings, the Chargers, the Giants, and then we close it out with the Texans. So I say all those teams because the schedule, our easy part is done. Our, our easy part is done, and we showed that we couldn't handle that. At, we're 3-5-1 and one after the easy, the quote easy portion of our of our schedule. Now it's about to get real, and I, 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 just, I just don't know. I don't know how we can bounce back. And change anything, and people will say, you know, probably, well, if we fire Frank Wright, what good is that going to do during the season? I and and I understand that. I know it causes just more turmoil whenever you fire your head coach during the season because then you have to find someone to step up and take that role, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But are we willing to do that, or are we willing to accept the fact that maybe at the end of the season, not maybe that for sure at the end of the season, Frank has to go because it it's just it's just gotten to a point where. You can't keep tolerating this. You can't deal with this. I mean, I can't imagine the morale in the, the locker room is any better. I know it has to be bad. Every time we see players, they're they're saying how, oh, you know, well, we got to get better. We have to figure this out. I mean, I know they're talking to journalists and reporters and they don't want to talk bad, but there has to be something going on. You mean to tell me that no one is truly that frustrated that they are losing? This is their job. This is their livelihood. This is what they, they live and breathe. The same way you go to work every single day, you you try your best for, for what it's worth. And I'm sure it upsets you when things don't go the way they're supposed to. So I can't imagine when you're doing something like playing football, a sport that you love, something that, you know, that so few people in the world get to do, you get to play at this elite level, and you're just like, oh, it's okay. It's okay that we're three, five, and one. No. No, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work. And and again, and I don't really want to talk about Naheem too much. I know he's not in the squad anymore. But when I saw his his you know, press conference, introduction, press conference to Buffalo. Dude was giddy. He was excited to be there. And it makes me wonder, well, was he excited to be there because he's excited to be on the bills or is he excited to be there? Cause he decided to be out of the Colts organization. Uh, because I mean, I just feel like it was a complete morale flip. Uh, and, and I just think that the Colts 
team as a whole, you just have to be wondering what's going on in that locker room or what's going on at practice. Um, because I, I just don't think that I would have that much trust in my coach if, if I see nothing's changing. Uh, it, it just, it just bugs me. And again, I don't know what Ursay will do moving forward. I, I think that he is someone who he truly thinks that everything is fine the way it is. Um, but I just have to be a realist here and then just say that after this performance we saw against the Patriots, I mean, for the seventh, sixth time this year, the proof is in the pudding. We This organization is just not good. The team is just not good. Uh, so I don't know how much more of this anyone can take, but it was just a very frustrating game. And I hate to spend, you know, 20 plus minutes just blabbering on about how bad it is. But there, this wasn't even, this wasn't a competition. It was a competition for the first quarter because the Patriots weren't alive yet. But once they woke up, then it was, it wasn't a competition. It was just a slaughter. And again, going into the next couple of weeks or the remaining of the season, I can foresee this all happening for the rest of the time. So it's just it's just very unfortunate that we can't figure out what's going on and why. And and we're going to continually do, play the game of, well, we can figure it out. Or we're only one missing piece away. Or we're only this away. We're only that away. It, it, that's, that's just not the realistic answer to say. And I know everyone wants to be politically correct with their job because they don't want to they don't want to overstep or they don't want to say something that's going to jeopardize their, their livelihood. And I get that from Frank Wright's perspective. Um, I, I would never expect a head coach to give us all the true things that are going on. But when you say things like I haven't watched the film yet, we'll have to go back and watch the film to see what it is. You have to, you have to wonder, I mean, what, what, what film do you need to watch? We were all watching the same game. We, we all watch the same game. We, you have a headset on. You can hear what's going on. You can hear the all the offensive coaches yelling about what's going on in that headset. So I don't know what film you need to watch to figure out what's going on when some adjustments were made during the game. That tells you exactly what it was. But, you know, Colts Nation, we we love them. We love you guys. And, and we're going to always be here day in and day out worried about the Colts and hoping, praying for their success. But it has to start somewhere. It has to start somewhere. So, guys, we're going to keep the positivity as much as we can and hope that going into the next week or going into this upcoming week against the Raiders, we can have a new um, a new perspective on everything. But, again, if you have not, if you have not, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're talking Twitter, at the Colts cast. Instagram, at Colts cast. And on YouTube, the Colts cast, we post stuff on there bi-weekly. You're going to always see pre-game shows, post-game shows. We're running YouTube shorts. We do it all. So make sure you come out there. Check us out. Colts Nation, we love you. Hope for a better a better week next week. Y'all take care. Have a great start to your week, and we look forward to seeing you later on this week. Take care, guys.